This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, it's time for more 90s action movie mayhem as we take a look at a James Cameron film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, not that one. I'm talking about 1994's True Lies, plus reactions to trailers for The Last of Us, The Boys spinoff show, Transformers Rise of the Beast, Indiana Jones 5, Cocaine Bear, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, December 5th, 2022. <laughs> you know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And joining us with the debut of his brand new voice, it is the sexy, the gravelly, Gruff boy. We call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Give me all your cigarettes. Oh, <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? I'm a, I'm a little bit sick. You say, you're the, do I sound bad? I mean, it's like, it can you be sexy. not sound good. <laughs> I, it's not COVID. Okay, Bruce Valanche. You sound like a bunch of people. You sound Harvey like, Firestein. Harvey Firestein, you sound like. Let me show you my kinky boots. Can you say fried potatoes from Sling, Sling Blade for me? And ask the fried potatoes. Yeah, dead on. Dead on, Billy Bob. Right there. Uh, I was going with Farmer Fran from Waterboy. That's a good one, too. Oh. Uh, as the show progresses, listeners, send in your, your thoughts of who you think. Rugby. I want to try not to talk a lot. Remember when Imran tried not to talk a lot? Oh, geez. Then he started coughing un- uncontrollably. I had lost my voice. That one show, I couldn't talk. and I, would, I sounded worse than you. And I think I said three things. Remember yeah. when you when you try not talking? Oh yeah, that still happens. And then you just start involuntarily choking. If I don't make a sound, you need to get you need to get some sort of attention. No, no. If my vocal cords remain still for more than sixty five seconds at a time, uh, they start to seize up. It's a medical condition. Look it up. I think. Anyway, your your whole your whole life has just been a medical condition. My whole life, I'm a walking medical phenomenon. Listen, I'm a guy that goes to the doctor, and the doctor goes, well, I've never seen this before. Uh, that's what happens every time. Uh, so I stopped <laughs> going to see the doctor. So anyways, Rugs, we'll try to go easy on you, and you just give us your one sentence. You really don't need me to do the show anymore. I've trained Anthony uh, enough. Well, that's true. Rug, hey, let, me, <laughs> let me hear Anthony do, uh, do, a, do the rug boy. Yeah. See, that's good enough. He can take over. Plus, we got the soundboard. Yeah, wow, I, I can't even yeah. do him. Yeah. I can't even <laughs> do that. Yeah. Okay, but let's get into some news and some reviews. Here we go. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Well, we're going to get a new segment. It's going to be all trailer reaction as there was a boatload of trailers released for 
the small screen and the big screen this week. They just kept coming out. There's also uh, Brazil Comic Con was happening, uh, and they released a bunch of stuff there. Some of these trailers came out there. Uh, but let's start with the show where Pedro Pascal gets to take off his Mandalorian helmet and show his face. I'm talking about The Last of Us on HBO Max, the video game adaptation. Uh, just put out a full trailer. Uh, and Anthony, we yep. we talked about the teaser earlier, but this one, a little more character-focused, people-focused. What do you think? Are you hyped for this show with this trailer? I wouldn't say hyped, but I, as we talked about when we first discussed the teaser, Last of Us is one of, one of my all-time favorite games. And the fact that this is on HBO and they're treating it seriously, all good things. I mean, the the trailer in and of itself looks solid. It looks like it's capturing the tone of Last of Us. I think it'll be really good. Um, it's been a long time since I played Last of Us. Sure. So it's not like I have this anticipation for this because I, I never played Last of Us 2. But from everything I'm seeing, it looks good. And then the, the little tease at the end of the... The little monster, the clicker monster. Yeah, the clickers. Yeah, no, this looks fucking dope, dude. Just the production of it looks amazing. Uh, The cast looks amazing. You see more scenes from the game. Uh, Rugs, give us your uh, quick reaction to this one. Looks good. It looks like a well done show. It doesn't look like trash. It looks like they tried. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but it looks good. I've already played the game. I feel like it's going to pale in comparison. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It does look like it adapts like the whole first game, possibly yeah. storyline. Like right? I'll be butthurt if it's like so different from the game or not as good as the game. I'll be like, no, I just rather remember the game. Well, how can they make this so that the game is good and this is good? Do you you don't do, you don't do pull a Halo? Oh, it's, po- it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Well, for those that didn't play the game, I guess the the um. Quick synopsis is the world's got taken over by a virus that turns people into zombies. The lead, I forgot what the lead's name is. Uh, uh, Joel. Joel Joel loses his daughter in the chaos of um, people being evacuated and zombies being around. And then he comes across this girl that he has to basically, basically escort to another part of the, of the region because she might have the cure to the virus. Oh, right, because she doesn't turn, and she got right. she got the thing. The girl, Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey. You also have Gabriel Luna playing Tommy. Merle, Merle Dandridge playing Marlene. Anna Torv is in this. And then um, Nick Offerman you see real quick as Bill, which I love Nick hmm. Offerman. The, the only thing that is tempering my excitement besides the, just the amount of time I've had between playing the game and this coming out is Walking Dead happened yes, for a while. Yes. Walking Dead was really good at one point. Yes. And Walking Dead, similar to The Last of Us, was wasn't really it there were zombies in both. Right. But it wasn't about the zombies. Right. It was about how the people in this dire situation really treat each other. That's why I like this trailer. Like it was all about the people uh in the show and you just had a little monster tease. So Outside of the game, it just looks like it gives me like early good Walking Dead vibes. That's what I'm hoping for back when it was good. Uh, you also have Melanie Linsky in this, who is great in Yellow Jackets. Definitely watch that. And then the people who played Joel and Ellie, Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, both have small roles in the show, oh, which is nice because really the way they made that game, right? Isn't that they like mocap the whole cinematics and it's like their performances. It's them. 
they look like the char- the actors the characters do. That's cool. Giving life to this. That. Yeah. Cause I believe I looked up some, some of the cinematics that they filmed. Like I was like, how'd they make this? And it's, yeah, they're acting it out with mocap on a green screen. And then they use all that information and put it in the game. <laughs> uh, so this looks exciting. January 15th on HBO max. Let's move on to another fun franchise that has a spinoff show coming on the boys. This Boy. one is called gen V on prime video about, uh, uh, superhero College, run by Vought International for grooming these superheroes. Uh, Rugs, can we start with you this time? How you feeling? Well, I, I read for this, and I didn't get the part, and some other fucking puppet got it. I know. I saw the puppet part. I was like, is that Rugs? There's fucking puppets in here no, doing some crazy shit. You should have got They didn't want me because I couldn't. My eyes don't have lids, and they wanted me to have eyelids. You know what? Fuck that then show. they picked the guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they told me. But then they pick a guy that you know, whatever. Also, does Fuck it, them doesn't have islands. Yes, there's a lot of violence in this, and there's fucking puppets. Uh, what do you think of the overall? Would you watch this? Was this gonna suck in? Uh, now I can't watch it. No, I mean there's only one reason to watch it. It's because Schwarzenegger's sperm is in this. Yeah. Yeah, there is Patrick Schwarzenegger in this show, son of Arnold and Maria. I was surprised to learn that. I was like, "Oh shit!" I wonder if he's any good. Anthony, are you excited to see Patrick Schwarzenegger? <laughs> I did notice that Patrick Schwarzenegger was someone they were teasing right off the bat. You know, The Boys is a great, is a really good show. It's not something that I get hyped about. Similar to Last of Us, it's not something that I anticipate. But when I'm sit down and I put it on i usually get sucked in so i'm assuming that'll, that'll be the case for this literally when i was watching the trailer i clicked on it, i went what am, why does imran even have this in here i had no idea what it was that, that this was the boys spinoff and then right when i learned it was the boys spinoff i was like all right yeah I'll, I'll probably watch this i will watch it and my question is can it be as good as the boys uh you know you need some kind of strong characters the boys has amazing characters i don't know if this was a comic book it is created by one of the producers of the boys. Craig Rosenberg is. Cre- it is based on the comic book. Oh, there was a comic. Uh, okay. A story arc. Yeah. Called so, we got to go now. Oh, it was a little story arc. They did. They expanded. So hopefully there are some, you know, meaty characters that get you like the show does. I hope it can be as good as the boys. Young adult soups are tested in the hunger game style challenges at Godolkin university school of crime fighting run by Vought international. Oh, so that's I like it. Okay. That's the synopsis. Yeah. This is uh just says coming soon. There's no release date for it, but look, you got a short digger and you got puppets. I'm in, uh, in the meantime, listener, you could join the conversation. Let us know what, what you think about these trailers. We have a fun Facebook group. It's called jock and nerd nation. Jock and nerd. It, it is closed. Jock and nerd. Exclusive. Fuck that show. Just for you. That's a big fuck up right there. It's not a big fuck up to join the group. It's a lot of fun. You meet other listeners. Uh, link in the show description. Okay, let's move on to some movie trailers. This one I threw in here just because I don't know why. It is a, no, it's uh, appropriate. Uh, I mean, it is appropriate. It is a franchise that we're not too high on. and It is the Transformers Rise of the Beasts official trailer. Uh, Anthony, do you remember Beast Wars? Were you at that age? Because I was a yeah, yeah. Beast Wars okay. was was the stuff was the Transformers that I knew growing up. Oh. So I didn't know as much about the real real Transformers. I would see Beast Wars on TV on I think Fox on Saturday afternoons or Saturday mornings, and be like, "This is awesome." So 
to see this finally on screen after six or seven Transformers movies, it did take me back. I did go, oh, that's 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 from my childhood. I, I the the last Transformers movie that I watched was the Bumblebee one, and that yeah. was a good one. Yeah. So there was a little bit of nostalgia kick. I don't know if I'll go and see this in theaters unless it gets good reviews, but. It did hit that nerve. It hit that strike that chord for me. Nice, yeah. It was one of the earliest computer animated cartoons. Ran from ninety six to ninety nine. Featured the Maximals and Predacons, and set three hundred years after the original Transformers. I I was in college at that time, so I do remember just seeing this on TV, seeing the CGI, and I was like, oh, oh, look at this Transformers show. It's fucking you're like you didn't really see that shit before. Rugs, did you watch the Beast Wars? What do you think about Beast Wars? Yes, I watched the Beast Wars. I was all in on anything that was CG because I was just like into technology. And I was like, oh, let me see what this fucking shit can do. And um, it was all right. It was a pretty decent show for little kids. Yeah, it was fine. Is Megatron in this? Is Megatron the bad guy? Like he's a dinosaur and what's he called in the the Beast Wars? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, there's Megatron. Megatron survives and he's in Beast Wars. Oh. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm guessing. Well, who you do have? I'll go over the cast because uh, you got it says some of the characters. But I did kind of like the animals look cool, and at least you can see fucking car parts when they transform. I feel like they have modified the crazy Michael Bay designs after Bumblebee and made them look more like the toys. Oh, they're way better now. It, yeah. yeah, I mean Optimus Prime looks dope, and the thing's fucking moving. Uh, so. I was kind of, uh, I was like, oh, look at this. It is directed by Stephen Capel Jr., who directed Creed 2. Hmm. Right? Interesting. Michelle Yeoh is in this. Pete Davidson as the voice of Mirage. Peter Dinklage as the voice of Scourge. You got Anthony Ramos. Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal voice. And Peter Cullen, original Optimus Prime, voicing Optimus Prime. Uh, so interesting. Dominique Fishback's also in this. Uh yeah no I don't know uh the the choice of the Biggie Smalls uh song music was interesting I, yeah, it was interesting to I see that thought, yeah I was like Biggie Smalls music for okay be short okay all right uh that's June ninth twenty twenty three let's move on to some we're working up to the big one other thing released at, which one cocaine bear no that one I threw in for fun that is the big one that is the last <laughs> one for the big one. Oh. Wait, wait till we get to that. No, the next one. Also, this was released at uh, Brazil Comic Con Lucasfilm. Disney released the first trailer for Indiana Jones 5, the fifth Indiana Jones movie. The title is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And Lame. I just thought, Lame. Oh, you matched that pretty good. Yeah, it instantly made me think of soap, and it's an awful title. It's a pretty awful title. Uh, Anthony, yes. uh, what'd you think of this one? And what we saw, they show you, they're showing you some interesting things here. Yeah. You know, I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones fan. I've seen the first one. I've seen the one where the guy gets his heart ripped out. Temple of doom. Right. Isn't lost. Yeah. yeah. And the I, third I one's remember, great. I don't remember the third one. Sean if I've Connery, seen it. Isn't it? Definitely following. never saw the one with Shia LaBeouf. Okay. You can skip that one. That being said, this trailer it's a well-cut trailer and that if you are an Indiana Jones fan, I feel like it hits a lot of the notes and uses the music and it's a nice little nostalgia kick. The only thing I would say is it is a little like Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones and 
running on trains. He's and like, riding on a train it, and riding a guy's, horse. Guy's eighty years old. Like it's it's uh, the the suspension of belief is is very difficult it's to have. Riding a horse in a subway tunnel. Indiana Jones. They deep faked everything. Well, the, well, they did deep. They, there was like a flashback deep fake, but they, I think most of the. It, it seems like in the movie he is his. He's acting as he's he's old. Well, he's not on the horse there. That's right. not fake. No, there's well, de aging. No, there's yeah. de aging, and the the de age shots of him look fucking pretty good. I don't know if they used another actor and deep fake de age combination was it him. Uh, I was like, holy shit, that looks pretty great. And I wonder how much of the movie is actually. It's like they did Luke Skywalker. Yeah. They have another actor yeah. playing yeah. the body, and then they just put. Harrison Ford's face on there. I mean, I, that's all right if it looks if it works, and you get some more like young Indiana Jones one last time. Maybe not the last time if they could do that, but I know he's done playing this character. I wonder if Jack Black shows up with Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, <laughs> <laughs> and they just uh, you know they fight they fight each other to the death. Two two things: James Mangold's directing, yeah, which is that's great, promising yeah, for the film. Yeah. The other thing is. I, I just want to point out that Roadhouse beat Indiana Jones uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in our '80s tournament. So the question mm. is, what movie do you think will be better, Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny or the Roadhouse remake? Oh God, the Roadhouse <laughs> remake! Right now, there's no shot that that Roadhouse remake. That should not be done. <laughs> I'm no going to say Indiana Jones right now because all we know is Jake Gyllenhaal is playing an MMA fighter at a club or something. Uh, I did, uh, <laughs> if that's good, mm, mm. oh my god, it'll change my if life. I don't have a throat <laughs> rip in that. The movie is garbage. You gotta have it. I felt like it was worth asking, given the given the. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. The, the original '80s matchup went the way went a way that uh, not a lot of people might have predicted outside of the show. Right now, though, this trailer got me. Geek it had the music cues, just like you said. Yeah. I fucking love Indiana Jones. Uh, it showed some cool action. I love Sala is back, and he's also very old. Which one is Sala? Sala is uh, the Arab fellow. He goes, Indy. In the first one? From the first one? Yes. He's in the first yeah. and second one? Is he in the second one? Uh, they should have brought back fucking Short Round and put him in this, too, now that he's acting again. K1. Uh, that would have been great, but I don't think he's in this. I love the, the whip gag reversal. Did you catch that at the end of the trailer, Anthony? Where everyone has the guns? Yeah, yes. He's whipping them. I and then yeah. they just all pull out guns, and he's like, eh, right. and he has to duck. Which, yeah, the gag where he just shot the guy with the guns, and they had the whips. And then they shoot out the window for some reason. Well, because he's going to jump out the window uh, right after that. I don't know. No, he ducks, he and ducks. then after he ducks, they shoot the they window. They keep shooting. For, he's yeah. not standing there. What are you shooting at? I don't know. Uh, so you have Phoebe Waller-Bridge playing his goddaughter. Hmm. Yeah, and apparently all the rumors of like they're setting her up to be the next indie are false. Apparently, from James Mangold is what he said. I call bullshit on that. We too. will Ruggs, see. What's your mileage on indie? How uh, how much of a fan are you? You like the trailer? Um, without losing your entire voice because we have a lot of show left. I like Indiana Jones. I like the first one and the third one a lot, and um, the rest of them are I don't like as much. Um. But yeah, I do like Indiana Jones. Like the first one's great. You know, like Temple mm-hmm. of Doom. I saw that shit in the theater when I was a kid. I I I never liked that. Really? I don't know why. It's got so many crazy. Does things. this trailer got you? You you feel in the feels? You're ready to see a fifth indie? I don't know. I'm skeptical though. Mm. I'm pretty skeptical. He's punches because he's old. It's because he's old. I I don't think they need to make this movie. Mm. Uh, it's not. It's unnecessary. 
Um, and um, yeah, it's just weird. It just feels like it's a weird. Look, movie. You got Mads Mikkelsen, Boyd Holbrook, Antonio Banderas is in this movie. Whoa. Toby Jones is in this. Who's great. John Reese Davis returning as Sala and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Good cast. Good director. I like the Mangold. So June 30th. Uh, I can't wait. I think we're going to have to watch this, even though the title is just horrible. If you make, if you, I'll, I'll go watch it if you tell us we have to watch it. I think it's relevant in that we are getting well, I'll, a, I'll watch it a new Indiana Jones in 2022, the last Indiana Jones. This needs to be watched. It needs to wash the taste yeah. out of that last movie. Out 80s of 80s action hero. Yeah. Icon. In still 40 years eat. later. Yeah, you, it, it. It's must-see viewing. It's must-see. I mean, I think Harrison Ford still enjoys playing Indiana Jones maybe more than Han Solo. Like he really had this role was he has fun in this role and it means a lot to him. So he's a crazy motherfucker. He's old. He's old. <laughs> but it doesn't matter now because you can deep fake DH and just fucking you don't even need him. You don't even need Yeah, him. I, I could see that. The what's what what's interesting though is indie the first indie probably all the all the indies, but the first one a lot of that was built on practical stuff. Right. So it's just kind of odd seeing in a very CGI. A lot indie. Of, yeah, a lot of uh, computer. Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah, it does. Like you knew, you knew that boulder was real. Like not not real as in a real boulder, but there was a practical but, effect. Yeah, yeah, most of the stuff that you know the car chase scene where he's hanging on the front of the bumper. I think that that was filmed as for real. Yeah, him hanging off that the tank on certain certain things. It's yeah. hilarious in Temple of Doom though, where they use the miniatures in the mine chase scene, and you could clearly see. But to their credit, they built like this whole thing in these miniatures and made it kind of look good. But it's obviously mm-hmm. little toys in the thing. Uh, but it still works with the you know the water pouring and yeah they had that boulder was a boulder actual rolling down it was it wasn't heavy but they built that thing so all fun practical even yeah in the third one there's some effects you think are CGI and they're practical uh, they did a great job okay let's get to the big one Marvel Brazil Comic Con releases. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer. Oh, I'm gonna give shit. It a, I'm going to give it an oh shit already. I'm going to give it a geek boner. Geek boner. Anthony, let's start with you again. What do we see? What do you like? What are you thinking? Well, this one is picking up where the holiday special left off. And it looks like they're patrolling the galaxy. They're the, the Guardians still. They go to some weird Earth-like planet with animals as animal human hybrid type things and it looks like we're exploring rockets origin a bit more seems like it's a a little bit more of an emotional film there's a lot of like hugging and peter quill screaming and the high evolutionaries in this we see a warlock in the adam warlock and from all from everything i've read this is the last guardians film with this team so who dies i I think we are in for a potentially a very uh you know, James Gunn type emotional film, and I'm uh, I've liked everything he's put out, so I'm 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 pleased to see it, and I'm uh, ready for it. Yeah, it looks like a solid conclusion and the end of this team. Uh, uh, yeah, that so that opening shot on that I love that gag where Drax throws the ball at the kid's head. It's hilarious, and they have costumes. But could that be like Rocket's homeworld? Because it's all like animals that are walking around. Could could, could be right, Rugs. Yeah. What you what you think of this? What'd you get out of this? Is it geek bone or floppy jock? Uh, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. I think it looks pretty good. Part of me is happy this this is over after this. Oh. But um, <laughs> but I uh, it does feel weird with Gamora not being in the mix 
it's kind of weird. She's in there though. You see her. She's helping them at some point. Like something. Yeah, yeah, happens. I know. But like, it's it's just weird that uh, even though the Christmas special without her being around, it was just weird. That's true. Um. Yeah. So, uh, she her her presence is missed. So, uh, I don't know how it's going to work out here. Uh, I've heard that this is going to be the saddest Guardians of the Galaxy. So. Maybe their romance doesn't work out, or I don't know, but it just seems. I weird. think a lot of them are going to die, and maybe one. Well, definitely Drax is dying because he's yeah. he's done with his they contract. His bridges, yeah. Well, yeah, and he's already stated he doesn't. He was done with the Drax after this. Not yeah, only is the said. Guardians team done, this is James Gunn is done at Marvel. James but, Gunn, but yeah. like, think about him right now. What his, the position he's in? He gets to promote and work. For both Marvel and DC at the same time. And like, it's got to be exhausting and also exciting. Like, he's going to be out there promoting the holiday special. At the same time, he's trying to figure out the future of the DC universe over there. Warner Brothers Discovery. Like, what? That's crazy. I don't think anybody's been in that position where they get to do both things for a little bit of time. Uh, You see also Baby Rocket. I believe you see Rocket's otter girlfriend, Lila. Uh, yeah. yeah, you do. And Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. I love the choice of song, Rugs. Did you catch the song? It's uh, Space Hog. Yes, in the meantime, by Space Hog, kind of a one-hit wonder in the 90s. Great fucking song. I think they had another song that was good. I can't remember. The Love Beyond You. See, I don't even remember how that goes. So that's uh, the Beyonder is going to be. Oh, that's, sp- that's the I mean, just like it, the song is great and the, the title of the band, Space Hog. Uh, is fucking great. Chuck Woody, Woody looks great. He probably made all those creatures, right? And made there's a lot of speculation that he made Rocket. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, because he's uh he tampers, he tampers with things, and then just fucking the fucking spin shot of Groot and was it Peter Quill with multiple guns going all fucking badass action hero. We are Groot. We are, and he's just fucking got seven guns shooting all around. It's fucking great. May fifth, this one. It's the big theater. It's good. Yeah, no, it, I'm, I'm excited for this. Give me one more trailer, and then that's it. Don't show me anything else. I don't need 100 fucking TV spots, which they're going to do anyways. It depends on how cartoony they go with this. If they, if they like, pull the rug out from it mid-movie, like, with these jokes. See, like, they don't let it breathe. This is not Taika. This is James Gunn. I think he is. Well, he did that in number two, too. He did, that, but I, yeah, you know. this needs, like, a sad fucking dramatic ending. That's good. And it's got to yeah. stick. The deaths have to stick. None of this fucking people come back. Nothing sticks in the Marvel Universe yeah. anymore because of the multiple timelines and shit. That's a good point. Oh, and what is that thing that looks like a giant colon and space rectum? That's my colon. That's what your colon looks like. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I understand. I don't that. know why they didn't ask me if they could shoot there. They just did it. It's just little colored people going in. I was like, is that a space anus? The fuck is that? It's my slackle. That is Ruggs' slack hole is the cosmic uh, gate between. That is pretty weird. Yeah. Right? Between you. Very fleshy. Okay, there's one more before we get to that one. Listener, treat yourself. It's the holidays. Get some Jock and Nerd swag. Visit our T Public shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop, where we got lots of apparel, merchandise, coffee mugs, cell phone cases, different designs. It's time you bought something nice for yourself. You have my permission to be good to yourself. Is there anybody buying this? Anyways. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Okay. And the last one, Anthony ruined the surprise. I threw in here for fun because it's just a wild premise and a wild movie and a wild name. It's called Cocaine Bear. And yes, it's about a bear on cocaine. Oh, shit. I'm already in. I don't even need a trailer, which I did watch. 
and thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Anthony, do you were you confused why I put this one in? No, I wasn't <laughs> confused because I, having spoken to you for the last seven years on this show, I know you like these. You try to throw in this weird shit, this wacky shit once in a while, yeah. and this is one of those things. But it, admittedly, it does look like a funny concept, right? It looks wild. It looks well made. I don't know about well made, but there, there's it's like I mean it's a clearly a B movie, but it's about a bear that scarfs down a shit ton of cocaine and goes on a coke binge, coke rampage. Apparently, so this is directed by Elizabeth Banks, who did Charlie's Angels, and apparently uh, it is inspired by a true story. That's what I saw. Where yeah. a bear ate a bag of cocaine thrown out of a, an airplane worth $15 million back in uh, 1985, and in real life, guess what happened? It died. The bear died, yes. Yeah. So from there, they take creative liberties, and this bear is fucking hilarious. Uh, the whole tree climbing scene is funny, and it just looks super violent. Uh, Rugs, what do you, what, what's your take on Cocaine Bear? Fun? Does this look fun to you? I don't think I'm going to watch this movie. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I just love this idea and this trailer. I don't think I would watch it, no. Unless people tell me it's fucking amazing, even then I'd be dubious on that. I mean, I'll wait till it comes on streaming or whatever, but I do. Uh, you have a, this is also has a fun cast of characters who's Ray Liotta and Carrie Russell, Alden Ehrenrich, and oh, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., is this coming in theaters? I believe so. February 24th in theaters. Now, I want... Can we get a whole shared universes of animals on drugs? You could do <laughs> crystal meth moose. You could do... Meth moose. Con- cannabis cockroach. You could do... <laughs> there's a, you know, they write themselves and then get them to team up like... Weed weasel. Just, weed weasel. You could do uh, oxy orangutan. They, it's, it's just right there for the plucking. And then they team Oxy up. Mongoose. Oxy mongoose would be great. <laughs> Crystal meth moose, though. You don't fuck around with that moose. The yeah, the meth moose. Up. I like that. So, you know, it writes itself. Get it done. Whoever did this. Elizabeth Banks. Uh, all right. That's it. Let's take a quick break here. Play some promos. We're going to come back and dive back into some 90s action movies with a review of another movie in our tournament right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Along with my co-host, Bill, every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. Classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. Each week, we bring you hip-hop headlines. We let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Wu News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school fresh was a quiet place inspired by signs it comes at night in war for the planet of the apes was ready player one influenced by avatar wreck it ralph and the last starfighter is the hurricane heist more influenced by sharknado or geostorm these are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and i discuss on my podcast piecing it together every week we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it whether it's the story the character development tone or even use of music every movie was influenced by something that came before and we want to figure out what 
Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. Listener, if you enjoy this podcast, you should consider joining our awesome fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! And you can support the show on a monthly or annual basis. We thank all of our patrons for the continued support. You guys are awesome. You can be part of that awesome community and you get stuff like uh, access to an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content. There's tons of extra stuff to listen to. You get Discord benefits. You can come hang out in our monthly Discord uh, that we do every month. This month, it'll be the last Thursday in December, the 29th, 8 p.m. Mark it in your calendar. And there's a You Pick It tier where you can make us watch and review any movie. There's a tier where it gets you a exclusive T-shirt. All that fun stuff. Check it out. JockandNerd.com slash Patreon. Link in the show description. All right. For this week's movie review, we are going back into our 90s action bucket as we prepare for the 90s action movie tournament, which we have tentatively locked down a date. It is happening later, late this month. So look for it early next year. It'll be 2023 <laughs> by the time it comes out. But regardless, it's coming out. Gonna, we got a date. We got a, Hopefully we got a date if everyone decides to show up. Yes, for that if we date. get it done, we will get it done. Right. But this movie is in that tournament. And now we've already d- looked at a Seagal movie. We've done a Van Damme. We've done the Dolph Lundgren. We've done the Brandon Lee, the Nick Cage. It is time for the King, the Schwarzenegger. Uh, and it is time for a James Cameron movie because Avatar 2 is coming out very shortly. So in anticipation of all these things, we are looking at 1994's True Lies. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. True Lies, curiously enough, only available to watch on the paid cock. Yeah. Which is weird. I, I found that out. Right? You can't. As I was trying to scramble and watch it this week. So on Hulu, there's a listing, but there's no play button. It's not available on Amazon or anywhere else. It's really weird. I don't know how they got this rights thing, but... Uh, you have to have the paid cock, which if you're an Xfinity customer, you get that in your plan, which is nice. Yeah, well, Arnold in his contract stipulates that no free cock. Our ever. movies go on the paid <laughs> cock only. Yeah. Put it on the cock. It, I can see that. Uh, on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, this movie is sitting at 70% out of 53 reviews. It is an older movie. 6.6 out of 10, 76% audience rating. The movie was made reportedly for around 100 to $120 million in 1994. It ultimately ends up netting worldwide box office of $378.9 million. Wow. Not bad, right? They make uh, you know more than triple their money back. It was the third highest grossing movie of 94, just behind The Lion King and Forrest Gump. This is also the first major production for Cameron's co-funded visual effects company, Digital Domain. And apparently, it was the first film to cost $100 million. Oh, shit. Hmm. In 94. And if you look at Cameron's career, he has this track record of every movie he makes. It's currently the most expensive film ever made. I believe he beat the last record holder movie was Terminator 2. And if you think of Titanic and the Avatars, yeah, he is making every movie becomes the most expensive movie ever made. So good for him. Good for him to flex that. 
uh, of course, written and directed by James Cameron in between Terminator 2 and Titanic. And a story apparently based on a French comedy film from 1991 called La Totale. La Totale. I did not know that. Didn't know that either. I did not know that. But, didn't know that until looking at the research for this movie. Yeah. So I wonder if that movie's any good. Uh, of course, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Harry Tasker. And I think it's safe to say he is at the height of his career. Would you consider like 94? Oh, yeah. The pinnacle, right. right? He's still, he's still, yeah, he's, he still he's on the riding rise? That, the wave. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if he's on the rise, but he's, he's at peak stardom. Yeah. He's getting movies that he shouldn't be in. Yes. Like he's, he's like, let's put it. Cause he's such a big star. They just give him any movie. I mean, they're giving him, I mean, it's him and, and Cameron teaming up. I mean, you're talking about, yeah, this is just, I mean, he, he's, he's still on the top, but, there's a, a very sharp fall coming his way after there this. There is, but at in 94, he is the biggest movie star. And so he does this movie in between Last Action Hero and Junior. And so what's interesting about 94 Arnold is that he has established himself, of course, as the action star, but he's also done Kindergarten Cop and Twins. And he's kind of funny in those movies. He has shown... And, this, and Last Action Hero. And, kind oh, of and Last comedy. Action Hero. And amazingly, kind of shows a great comedic side, which him and James Cameron, you know, team up for a third time in this to exploit that. We also have Jamie Lee Curtis as his wife, Helen Tasker, Tom Arnold as Gibb, the late great Bill Paxton in the great role, uh, Tia Carrere, Art Malik as the bad guy, Abu Aziz, and a young Eliza Dushku. No, don't forget about uh, Charlton Heston's in this movie. Oh, and Charlton Heston. Get your damn hands off me, you dirty apes. He's as Nick Fury before <laughs> Nick does, Fury. Yeah, he's in an eye patch, and he's totally like the original comics Nick Fury. Weird role. Uh, fun little side role for Charles. Uh, Anthony. Yes. What happens? Have you, first of all, had you seen this movie before you rewatched it? Well, yeah. I mean, if I'd rewatched it, that means I had seen it. Uh, but yes, no, I'd seen it. So what was funny is I remember seeing this movie a ton as a kid because yeah. I had the, I think I had the black box. Okay. And it would just, it was on. So like I always just was, was catching and watching. And as a kid, I thought this was such a fun movie. So, but I hadn't, I haven't rewatched it since I was probably seven, eight, nine years old. Get out. Around there. Amazing. Yeah. So it's been a long time since I've sat down and watched the movie. What is it about? Yes. It is what about happens this, in True Lies? This secret government agent, spy, who is in a very secret part of the government and is lying to his wife about who he is. His wife thinks he's a salesman for computer electronics, I think, or yeah, computer, computer software. Sales rep, yeah. His wife and his and his daughter think he's the most boring, uh, negligent husband ever, and yet he's a spy and he gets caught up in a terrorist... Um, movement or a terrorist plot to bomb cities with nuclear warheads and he gets caught up in that while also balancing the fact that his wife uh he's lying to his wife about his career and that's basically it and it's a two and a half hour movie about that yeah yes <laughs> it is a spy action comedy yep. so watching it again for the first time in so many years uh what'd you feel now at the end of this yeah it's it's very interesting having not seen this in 20 something years I, I don't remember it being a comedy oh 
<laughs> so having watched it now, I was like, whoa, this movie's a lot goofier than I thought it was. I thought it was a straight action film. The, the things I remember as a kid were the tor- the horse chase, oh, great. The, 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 the fighter jet in the city, yeah. and Jamie Lee Curtis stripping. Like That's all I remember. Those are the highlights of the movie, honestly. Yes. And having watched it now, it, the movie's way goofy. It's, I haven't seen every James Cameron film, but this is by far like the strangest James Cameron film I've ever seen. Yeah. It is so long. <laughs> it is. And I, I totally forget. I just didn't remember the fact that the first and third of the movie is a foiling a terrorist plot type movie. And the whole second half of the movie just takes a complete detour into his uh, marriage. Gaslighting and him potentially cheating in his wife. Yes. Or him, his wife potentially cheating on him. I like, it's such a freaking like weird, like sharp cut yeah. to that. Yeah, it like it like it just it really makes no sense. So what did I think about it? It's a freaking weird movie. Actually, <laughs> I think uh, it's not a movie you would see made now. And it, oh, yeah. the fact that it's made by James Cameron is so odd to me. Yeah, it's it's entertaining as hell, but it's like there's a lot going on in this movie that's just like, wow, this isn't very like. This isn't very logical. <laughs> like not in a, like an eighties, even like even in like a weirder way than the, like an eighties nineties movie. The, the whole side plot of him using government resources to like spy on his wife is just insanity. It's great. Yes, it's a big chunk of the middle. Huge chunk. It's like yeah. the, the whole second act is that. Yeah, it's like half an hour of that. The movie just like stops in its tracks and goes in a completely and then different direction. Literally, the other movie busts back in through the door, right? right? And then yeah. it goes back to that other. Yeah, they collide. They, yeah. they right. managed to uh, tie it together pretty well. Rugs, what is your history with this movie, and what did you? What do you think? Oh, uh, I I saw it in the theater when it came out. Uh, thought it was a very strange film at that time, but I was like, wow, that's a, that was a big fucking action movie. And I hadn't really seen it too many times because it's so long all the way through. I just would watch uh, a scene here or there. And I sat down and watched it in its entirety for the, for the review. And, yeah, I was just like, well, this fucking movie is is, is long. <laughs> Still going. I mean, it's not Bad Boys too long. But mm, no, but uh, I feel like that um, Arnold does a great job in this trying to sell himself as a spy, even though it's like it completely, he doesn't fit this role at all mm-hmm. in any way, but he tries his best to fulfill it. And um, James Cameron's along for the ride there, like kind of like trying to service Arnold as much as possible. And um, there's some greatly choreographed scenes in this, like that bathroom fight scene's still great. Um, him chasing the guy with the horse and the horse being like, no, fuck, no, I'm not jumping <laughs> and throwing him off. That's great. Like, there's a lot of great fun moments in this. Um, there's some that don't work as well, too. But I think overall, for its time, it, it had some really big set pieces that were very well directed. Yeah, it's definitely of its time, but also like, you know, Cameron always pushes the f- envelope forward. I also think I saw this in the theater when it came out. I was a huge Cameron fan, huge Schwarzenegger fan. So I was all over this, and I've seen it multiple times over the years. And while some of it becomes problematic in today's age, I really do think the stunts, the action, the practical uses uh, really hold up still because there's some fucking great action scenes, but great practical stunts. But to your point, Anthony, it also has 
all the stuff, all the flaws that make one of these movies great, right? Like the conveniences, the contrivances, implausible physics, cheating things, uh, rubber dogs. Uh, you see Arnold's stunt double a lot. All the time. A lot oh, yeah. in this movie. Like right away in the beginning when he's sliding down uh, the snow and shooting, and it's clearly not him. Uh, but it's got a great opening scene. It's got a couple of great set pieces. But then there's some uh, there's some there's some problematic things too, which we could get to. But it's a rare movie where Tom Arnold is actually kind of funny and not super annoying. I thought he was okay. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. I don't know if Cameron's like comedy writing chops are the best. They were trying, so. Yeah, some of it hits, some of it doesn't. Yeah. It's 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 it is a little awkward. I did, I did laugh when he's doing when he's got Jamie Lee Curtis doing the strip tease, and he goes, "Take off your nylon," and then she doesn't <laughs> have any nylon. And he's like, "I like it." He's like, he's like, he's like trying to fast forward <laughs> through it. Yes. How did he know where uh, to fucking rewind and stop at the perfect point? Uh, that and the uh, when the camcorder goes out, I'm like. This is like this is kind of humorous. That that shit. That's probably my favorite point in the movie where the terrorist is giving his big speech and the guy gets the battery low. You see it, and he's too nervous to say anything, and he finally just drops the camera and just goes battery Aziz. When, so when, when I was watching this, what crossed my mind is Rush Hour and some of the other movies that we have in here definitely belong if this movie's in here. Oh yeah, this movie's very yeah. lean. I mean, leans very heavily on comedy as yes, well yeah similar to rush hour okay wait i just want to break down some of these scenes because there, there's some cool there's some cool shit the opening whole chase scene after he goes and he finds aziz again on the horse and the motorcycle and the bathroom scene before is fantastic done pre somebody cut together that scene with the mission impossible scene i watched the video where they cut those together because they do it at Mission Impossible. This is pre-Mission Impossible. Mm. But he rips a fucking hand dryer off the wall. And then, of course, shoves the guy's head in the urinal and has a great one-liner. And then the guy comes out of the bathroom at the end. Uh, yeah. And he's completely and dry. That, and, there's a, and, there's a, and there's a fat like a funny you know, laugh right there. Where oh, the, the old man. Guy. Somehow the old man is in there, does not get shot, even though they perforated all the bathroom doors. And I love who goes, here, cool off. And he <laughs> flushes the <laughs> toilet. Well, before that though, I I did enjoy the scene where he like the opening where he's swimming under the water oh, yeah. and comes out of the ice and then gets in. I, I don't think he plays the whole James Bond suave thing yeah, all that well. Yeah, yeah, because he just like grabs Tia Carrera and starts doing the tango with her. But it's like it's it's kind of amusing that you got this like Austrian guy, this cock diesel Austrian guy trying to like blend into a crowd as a spy. He's huge. How are you going to blend in? Like, there's no well, not way. only that. Like, how does his wife like? How how do you sell that? That his wife is just like, yeah, he's definitely just a salesman, even though he's like gigantic. Yeah, his wife is an idiot because she should have fucking figured out what his job was long before this. Uh, but yeah, no, there's that that opening scene is is great, and the day the day he goes on a tango. That this was the movie. More so than Showdown, that was made me go, man, I love Tia Carrera. Oh, Tia Carrera is, uh, yeah, she's in a primer in this movie, too. She yeah. plays a great bad bad guy villain. Oh, also, so a couple of things about the 90s this movie does bring up is that uh, all terrorists are Arab. All Arabs are terrorists. Well, they're from Iraq, or right? From, yeah. So we were, like, uh, not on good terms with them at, the, at no, that point. Yeah. No, so, not at all. Uh, the guy playing Aziz, Art Malik, I looked him up. He actually born in Pakistan. 
Yeah, I know. I saw yeah. that. I was like, I was like, oh run. shit, could have been you. I was like, I bet they hired a white guy to play this. No, they got a fucking Pakistani. <laughs> Did you like him like repeatedly slapping to your? Career? Oh, that's the other thing about the nineties. You can slap the shit out of women <laughs> in your movies. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that happened. Yes. He just walks in and slaps it's the shit out of her place. Well, it's very relevant now is what's going on in Iraq right now. So is there like an uprising going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they uh, women's rights. Yeah, that, well, that's in Iran. That's Iran. Oh, Iran. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yes. More religious minded. But that shit is crazy. But yeah, he just like smacks the shit out of her right in the beginning. It's quite surprising. And then the whole escape is I love he's like, here's my invitation and the explosion and Getting out of that was implausible, but also hilarious. And then that other chase scene, horse, motorcycle, fucking fantastic. <laughs> Again, this is before Keanu was riding a horse in John Wick. Arnold's actually riding this fucking horse. And I don't, know, I don't know how those he parts He is riding the horse. Yeah. There's some parts yeah. where he's riding definitely on the horse. There's some parts where you do see the stunt double. Yeah. But the key but, shots. But he's not doing the sea biscuit thing where it's the fake horse. Yeah. No, it's a real no, fucking horse. Real horse. Yeah. Real horse. I, Definitely a real horse that they have run into a mall and sticking in an elevator. Yes. I mean, what That the thing hell? had to be huge because Arnold is huge. I am surprised those elevators were able to operate with all the fucking weight. Like, that's the way the elevator's going up. But yeah, it is hilarious. He makes the jump and the horse just does it. And you get a great. And then he, he yells at the horse. Yes. He's like, what? What's the matter with you? We had him. What kind of a cop are you? <laughs> Great Marriott fucking sponsor drop. There's a lot of weird like sponsor logos in this movie too. Mm-hmm. They must have paid a lot of money. Anyways, that was that was fantastic. I think he got hurt doing that stunt. Like the horse got spooked at one point and almost threw him or did throw him. Uh and then we get into the whole middle act. <laughs> and I gotta say, every scene with fucking Bill Paxton as Simon is hilarious. It is it is amusing he watching Bill Paxton it. do his thing. He was yeah, I remember like when I was a kid, not really liking those scenes that he was in, and I actually really like the scenes that he was in now. He is so sleazy and so funny. Uh, a couple of, th- I mean, it, yeah. it, it's it's just completely that whole the whole thing is entertaining and also just so implausible that that Arnold could convince his covert government team to just just completely these people. allocate all their resources uh- to. Him trying to figure out if his wife's cheating. Fucking on him. copter and a SWAT team and vehicles, and he's put took people off something that was probably really important. Like where yeah. are these nuclear warheads to do this bullshit to scare the shit out of him? Uh, but if this was a James Gunn movie, we would all like, be like, oh yeah, sure. But no I problem. like the whole thing where she wants some adventure, right? That's the irony. Everybody is lying to everybody else in this movie. The misunderstandings. So I bought that she would like go along with this, and how and he's got a little fucking act uh fun thing to note there's that line where when uh, harry comes out and he talks to tom arnold and he goes helen's having an affair and then tom arnold's gib is like join the club he's all happy and he goes <laughs> he goes he can happen to me he goes what kind of a sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer <laughs> apparently he is going through at this time a divorce with roseanne Barr, and she actually oh, did that and he like worked it in it actually happened to him Oh wow, that's great! It's just so Jeez. funny. That line is hilarious. Uh, but he literally he puts surveillance like he mentally abuses and emotionally and mentally kind of tortures his wife with oh, yeah. stalking and surveillance and threats. And I was like, wow. I do. Here's the thing. I love that whole middle scene. That sequence is great. 
because it has another, I have to bring up the Bill Paxton line when he's in the car, when they're taking the test drive. Uh, I think you know what line I'm talking about is when he's describing Harry's wife and and it's some fucking crazy raw shit. I'm just going to say it. He goes, he's got a pair of titties making you want to stand up and ask for buttermilk. And then he goes, mm-hmm. ask like a 10-year-old boy as Arnold hits him in the face. I was like, oh, what? wait a minute. What? Yeah. First of all. Uh, yeah, it doesn't double take, definitely. First of all, who stands up for buttermilk? What does that even mean? And ask like a 10-year-old boy. What? What? Does talking what? shit have to make sense? No, it doesn't. Like, it's so, no, it was fucking it was... hilarious. That is my favorite scene, Bill Paxton scene. I, I I remember as a kid watching the her strip and thinking it was like the sexiest thing ever, and I watched it yesterday and I went, man, this scene's weirdly a lot weirder than I thought too. Like she's like she's acting all weird, like she falls over, yeah, she's <laughs> doing her like weird her her like sexy dance, yeah. but then she's like trying to, she's also like fumbling around with shit. I just remember the scene being a lot sexier than I thought it was. I remember the first time watching this going, holy shit, Jamie Lee Curtis is, has a sexy body. Who knew? Right. I still think well, she, she look is she look good at 94 like that. She's sexy. She did look good. In the movie, she's very sexy. How old is she in that movie? Uh, she's 36, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you see her, you can see her in everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, it's a different character. Well, it's weird. Like, I don't remember, you know, you you guys are a bit older. I never thought of her as like a, a sex symbol, and then I saw that movie, and I was like, "Oh, what the hell, Jamie Lee Curtis?" But you ever see the movie Perfect with Jamie Lee Curtis and John, and John Travolta? Travolta? Where yeah, there's that scene in where, the, where they're they're in out. the gym, yes, they're in the and they're thrusting, yeah, they're doing aerobics and they're both thrusting. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. she was yeah. So she, she was, was a, she movie. had a couple of sexy roles in the '80s, but I didn't remember until this movie. I was like, "Holy shit, Jamie Lee Curtis!" I mean, it's a great scene when she catches herself in the mirror. And she's like, I'm supposed to look like a hooker. And she rips her dress off and wets her hair. I do remember that as a kid. That's great. I mean, it's just like storytelling lines. It's a great little moment. She, but she does transform. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of interesting she, as an actress. She kills to it. Like that. She's really good in this movie. If you think about like everything she goes through, we'll get into like some other crazy shit she did. But I really loved her performance in this. I, I liked when the when the terrorists barge in, and she still has no idea. Yes. That that her husband is the spy, so she's like, I like, she's like, I'll handle it. I, don't talk. I like, she's like trying to take the lead in the in the whole situation. It, that's great. And he's telling Tia Carrera, "This is just some hooker I picked up. You can let her go." Right. And so the misunderstanding and the lying is it's wonderful. It's pretty clear. Yeah, it, it's fun to watch. Uh, wait, a couple of other good uh, Tom Arnold line before when he's uh, driving and reading the transcripts that his wife sent. And he notices the missing page and he just stops the car, and gets out. And he's like, give me the page. And Tom Arnold's like, what page? And he just punches the window of the car. I love Tom Arnold just looks at the window. He looks at him. He just goes, okay. And pulls the fucking sheet out. That's fucking great. <laughs> and then when they, when they interrogate Simon on top of the dam, he just breaks down. And he just goes, I got a little dick. It's pathetic. Just out of nowhere. Then he pisses himself. It's fucking great. Those are hilarious. Yeah, he pisses himself twice. He pisses himself twice in this movie. But I was like, man, Harry, you you really love fucking with your wife, so it's fine. Uh, Right then, the second then the plot busts back in, takes them 
Yeah, the movie like stops and detours, and then the movie decides, okay, now we're back. We should now make this back to an action movie. They're, they start out on a plane, but then eventually they're in a helicopter when they end up, and you're like, where the fuck are they? And you realize it's in the Florida Keys, but they could have told were, you. Were, were there? I was looking this up. Did he like do like these weird stops and then starts of the movie throughout the movie where it would be like the scene would happen, it would fade to black, and then it would fade into another that scene? That is a peacock thing, I feel. I feel like that's where Peacock would put. I feel like this is a weird formatted for T. Even though they had the swears in there, that's kind of uh-huh. like where you would put a commercial break. That's what it movies used to look like when they ran on network TV with commercial breaks. They would have to pick a point and fade it out. So I this. But why is it like that? I on don't this? know. I don't know. That's or was that Cameron's decision to make it like I, that? I think I don't know. I think I might be. I saw it on my version too. You saw it too? Um, oh, I because I did not remember that. I think it's like Cameron was doing the thing where he was just like segments of the movie. Like, I don't know how to get out of this, so we're just going to fade out and start. I don't know. That's weird. Did you see yeah. so you saw that also, Ruggs? I thought it was. I think so. When you guys mentioned it, I okay. felt like it I was, remembered was, yeah, that. That scene where they, there's it happens throughout the movie, yeah. but that yep. scene where they come in and capture the husband and wife, uh, whatever the fucking names are in this movie. Helen and, and it, Harry. Like, they get into a plane and then it fades to black and then it cuts back the black fades back in and they're in a helicopter landing on the island yeah i was like what the fuck happened here how'd they get how'd they get on this fucking helicopter no harry task i, harry and Helen I did not remember that originally and i also thought that was odd no, I, but i saw that on my version so and that maybe it's was not, not on a tv Peacock. formatted thing. no i don't think it's a tv that thing i think it's a choice cameron was making that is it's a weird choice i don't know very if, strange i don't know like, again a, that it adds to how weird i think this film is for yes James cameron yes I mean, there's a couple boys having fun, right? With expensive shit like a Harrier jet is not cheap, and they actually got the fucking government to lend them fucking Harrier jets. Um, but before we get there, they are kidnapped, and there's uh, some great moments here. The truth serum uh, part where uh, the guys put the sodium pentothal in him, and I always love any time when the character's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use you as a human shield and then kill him. And then I'll probably snap your neck. <laughs> and he just fucking does it. It's one of those things where it's the, the like at this point in the 90s, this trope has been beat to death. But it's one of those things where like, why did the villains just not kill both of them? Why do you need a hostage at all? Captured? Why did he go? Yeah. He kidnapped what the is, daughter? What is, having, <laughs> what is having Arnold's character alive do anything for you as far as like they, they like keep him alive to verify that those are warheads right but after and then they're keeping him alive to figure out where he works but it's like what does that have to do with your plan yeah it does doesn't make a lot of sense they they, they, they just should kill him but you know this is this is this is an 80s 90s action movie they still do that but yeah they never this is hollywood writing it's bad well speaking of writing there's another funny line and i think it worked an attempt at comedy when he's under the drug and she's like did you kill anyone and he goes just the way he says it is funny he goes yeah but they were all bad it is accent that made me laugh i don't know why it's not the funniest line no, that's not that funny. <laughs> um, uh, and then under the category of implausible physics, the scene where she drops the Uzi down the stairs, perfectly oh, oh, yeah. killing, shooting all the terrorists and not getting shot. Herself. That's played for comedy. It's great. And the whole time I'm like, what? It's like a naked gun. What's type causing thing? the trigger to press every time? I'm just I can't get that out of my head. But it was it was pretty good. It's just like, eh, <laughs> it's like good work. 
Uh, he also Arnold does some cross-handed Uzi shooting, a la Steven Seagal in Under Siege. It, oh, yeah. it looks cooler when Arnold does it. It, I mean, it's one of those. Uh, this whole this whole scene on the island is just ton filled with shit ton of bad guys can't hit a fucking yes. big ass man to save their life. Stormtrooper, he's just aiming. the most. Yes, yeah, and he's just the most accurate shooter ever, which is. Which is what it is. It just this is the genre. I mean, it's he's one shot kill Charlie, right? And he's like, kick the yeah. gun up into my hand, perfectly shoot. Oh yeah, there's yeah that one where he kicks the rifle or whatever into his hand, and then he turns someone. and his wife is being held by someone, and he's just fucking without even aiming, shoots the guy perfectly in the head. Right. It's kind of bad. It's, it's badass. Yeah, it's like, like Arnold it's a good looks scene. badass when he's doing it's a good scene, shit. and then he has a flamethrower in there. Oh, there's a fucking flamethrower. Like he knows how to what the things are and how to build flamethrowers. That's fantastic, and honestly, the stunt where the explosion behind him and he jumps in the water—that's they filmed him jumping into a pool of fire. Like that's him. Like that's a great Ooh. shot. It's a great stunt, and it's not a stunt double. You could, no, there's there's we'll, we'll get into the last one, but there's throughout the movie there's good action set pieces. About the limo. Oh, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, so well, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, before that, we have an incredible bridge scene. On the Keys, Florida. That's the, the limo. The, yeah, well, there's the limo, which is the second part of the bridge scene. Wow. The first part is him somehow getting fucking two Harrier jets to show up immediately. Because <laughs> well, he has that much nukes. power. Oh, this there are not that bad. There's nukes in Miami, basically, or wherever the hell they're at. I do love when the Harrier pilot is like, uh, you sure these, these missiles won't set those nukes off? He's like, that's a negative. And then he looks at it on top of our like, huh? I don't know. <laughs> just doesn't care. But the way they shot that scene, holy shit, it still looks amazing. I watched some videos on how they did it. And there's got to be a miniature, right? It was miniature, but there's a couple of interesting details here. The when it starts, you'll notice there's two parallel bridges, right? They were building one bridge, decommissioning the other bridge. So there's one bridge with concrete white walls and there's one bridge with these kind of stud guard guardrails. You throughout the scene, you see the car on both bridges, and there's a reason why. the The old bridge had a swing bridge gate, so part of the bridge in the middle would pivot 180 degrees so that boats could go by, right? And you had to stop traffic. That bridge, at this point, they had removed that swing bridge, leaving a giant gap that they could use. Now they built the wreckage in the gap, and so the miniature shot. These guys had to go out on the water, build this miniature shot, and program these pyrotechnics to perfectly flip that that truck over, and it lands on its top. That's all a model, but also for the wreckage to collapse and match the actual set they built on the other bridge in, in on the water, the location shot. But it looks amazing. There's a little bit of CGI in the missiles coming and going. Um but the scene still that explosion is fucking it looks great. It still looks great. Yeah, it's pretty sick. That that whole that whole action sequence is very, very it's very well. Like, they don't they don't do shit like that anymore. No, you don't see well, I mean, in a Mission Impossible movie, maybe. Yeah. In a Chris Nolan lo- movie, maybe he's you, well, the only thing that was like a little off, it reminded me of uh was how cars that how fast is that car going? Probably like forty miles an hour, yeah, fifty, yeah. sixty. Yeah. <laughs> That, that that runway to to the the hole in the bridge has got to be real long for for them long to like miss to, for Arnie to be like hanging from the helicopter and miss grabbing her like five times before he finally gets her. It reminded yeah. me of um 
Fast. Yes. I think it's seven the or runway. eight. Or they, the, the tarmac. Runway, yeah. yeah like Endless tarmac. tarmac. Yep. Or yep. anytime in those movies when they're like running down a building or it's just like the tallest fucking building. Uh, but it's a well, seven. Running mile. is different though than like that's a car true. going seventy miles an hour, on and that that's not even a like that that distance wasn't even a mile. It is a seven mile bridge. So, but I don't know. It could be possible. But whatever. It's, it is a cool yes. scene with him like hanging from a helicopter, trying to grab her as she's like fighting Tia Carrere. That shit. That shot is amazing. Like the stunt. You see, it's Arnold's stunt double, but there is a quick shot of Jamie Lee Curtis actually hanging. From the helicopter, but that tracking shot of the grab as the limo falls away and he's got her, it's fucking, that's solid. That still holds up. It looks so great. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you know, you could see that it's he's it's a CGI composite of two things. Going uh, you on think at once, so? But yeah. I think that's yeah. an actual fucking, that's like, no, they no. had a guy hanging from a helicopter. Well, yes, but the scene where he's, the, the, the shot where it's pointed down at, yeah. at Jamie Lee Curtis no, grabbing yes. the guy, that underneath her is not a real damn bridge. With a with a, a wall, with ocean? No, uh, no way. I believe they had her no, wired it's, look, up. Watch you, it again. You can find a photo of her hanging from a helicopter in a rig. She was rigged. Nah. Uh, look it up. Watch this. Watch the composite. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's composite. I, I think it a is. lot of this I is in maybe, camera. I think I think maybe the uh, the mid shot is, but not that not that over the over the boob shot. Uh, the, hmm. the, uh, a lot of the green screen does come in with the Harrier jet, and it's some on location, and but. But I believe a lot of these effects are in camera. I believe that's her. I saw there's a photo of her hanging from a helicopter with the stunt guy in a rig, like as they pull her up. But whatever, Perhaps. it looks. But I, but it I looks don't know. Great. But I don't know if that shot underneath her is is the the, the bridge. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe she was hanging in the thing, and then they just put a different right uh, background. But I, she did. She did a stunt. She did that stunt. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the miniatures and the fucking, that whole, that whole sequence is fantastic. And then the fucking bomb goes off and then he just takes a Harrier jet, right? Cause he knows how to fly. Well, he, Harrier jet. you know, he bumps into shit at first. Yes. He takes, well, he takes it because, uh, his daughter has been captured, which is now the second <laughs> comedy action movie yes. where he has a daughter that ends up becoming famous. Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Lisa Milano and Comp Commando, oh, and then shit, that's uh, right. Eliza Dushku in this one. It's very, and both times, don't the daughters like they're badass for no reason and fucking they're badass, help out? and they get captured, and he's got to go save them. Why does she decide to take the key and escape? She at this point, his daughter doesn't know that he is a spy, and why are you doing this? Like you're a teenager because she's for the greater good. Nah, she doesn't want the bomb to go off. I get it. She doesn't want the, want a nuke uh, to go off. I what was it. their plan? So they were they were just going to have a nuke in in Miami, in, yeah, in random. No, cities. but but they they he turns the. Are they nuking the city they're in? I guess because the key was there, right? Wouldn't they all just die though? Also, right. That's what I'm saying. Like when they're he, I thought their plan was to nuke a, a city every week, but it sounded like it, the way it was implied in the scene was it looked like they were going to nuke Miami, which is where they are. That's what I thought. So then, they were going to start there, yeah, but so that doesn't that, make no that'd sense. That'd be strange. Yeah, that doesn't make no sense. You're, then, you, then, then, then your your ultimate plan, which was getting U.S. out of the Middle East, would be over because you'd be dead. Yeah, you're. It would end at one city. That doesn't make. Sense. <laughs> um, not to think. Not to say not that this plot well is thought out. No. Not to say that this plot is anything like this. This isn't a freaking earth earth shattering head scratching plot. Or uh, this isn't something that's going to make you think about anything no. for a while. No. 
It's just, James Cameron's definitely not going for that. It's just like what fun things can we do with a Harrier jet on top of a building? Yeah. Uh, so they had to like suspend it with a crane. So or yeah, something, right. Some of the shots they have a model suspended from that yellow crane that's in the movie mm-hmm. as part of the the movie, and then some of the shots are in front of a green screen. But mm-hmm. he worked on motion, uh, motion, motion control systems on this giant rig that weighed. They said like forty tons. Uh, so that the 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 movement of the plane, they could repeat the exact same movement over and over again. In the stu- it looks great, yeah, in the studio or on top of the building. I, I loved that scene as a kid, and I I still like it as an adult. And as a kid and as an adult, I I laugh every time uh, Malik falls <laughs> and so ridiculous crotches himself on the back of the wing. <laughs> he and, falls and, and, like, perfectly, the way he, and, the, and like oh, yes. his, the way he reacts, ah. and his face is straight out of like Bugs Bunny, like cartoon. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, like oh, boing, oh, you gotta like, have, thing. you gotta have a nut shot in the, in, yeah. in the movie. Just him with a bloody face with his eyes wide open <laughs> as he just crushes his nuts is it still makes me laugh. Oh, and then we have the hilariously awesome him tumbling off the plane and getting hooked on the missile perfectly. So that oh, that that's one of the all time. Like most creative ways to not get the bad guy. I, I loved that one as a kid too. So that Arnold can say, You're fired. You're fired. And then shoot the missile through the building and take out the other terrorist helicopter on the other side. Yeah, that's a, that looks great. Wow. That that one's up there with um dude in Showdown a little Tokyo get thrown on a dartboard and it exploding <laughs> yes. as he's spinning well, in spinning. circles. Yes. Fatality, yeah. <laughs> How did this even happen? Like, I didn't know which way- one was better. Yeah. They were both amazing. But that, like, you see that fucking the missile with the smoke plume, yeah, go through the building, yes, perfectly, yeah. and then hit the fucking helicopter, and it immediately explodes. <laughs> well, and you get it well, all in like in, one in, smooth in, motion. In between that, you cut to his face yes. on the on the missile. Yes. Going, yes. Yes, it's like a cartoon. It's so great. I mean, it is like cartoon. It's in like, terms of your contrived action, it's one of the greatest. Oh yeah, it's, it's just great. It's very satisfying. Also, this Harrier jet, like Dana, would never be able to hang on. There's no. engines right there. Like when she, she's like holding on to the she glass got part. Burned. Yeah. They both would have been burned by the fucking engines immediately. She's holding on, yeah, to the window that's been shattered with like two arms. The only thing that like kind of looked plausible, he, it looked like he was just keeping it steady. Yeah, but. uh but yeah, the, the one where, where he like makes the eyes like I'm going left. Hold on. Yes. Like, oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> I do love how they meet eyes, Aziz and Harry in the elevators. And then that's how they know later on the fucking stare down. Fucking great. And, uh, and problem solved. And now Helen and Harry are open and she's working with him. And you get a great Boris and Doris. Boris or whatever. and Doris. And you get a great another Simon appearance. And he pisses his pants again. L- let me let me ask you guys this before we get into like. Yeah other things and you know if we like the movie or not are you guys surprised that this didn't make have a sequel this wasn't a thing well i know they wanted to make a yeah sequel. uh i mean you know cameron what he's done one sequel in his whole career i know arnold doesn't like sequels really because he's been in like five he's Terminators. been in a bunch of terminators now though <laughs> he did it before that he changed his mind but now cameron is also doing sequels I am. I. I. I it could have used the sequel, but like, do you think this could have? Do you think this could have been like a, a little franchise? The timing of it, it would all matter on the timing and when they could have got the movies out. I don't know if this was like what people wanted. They went to go see it because you know Arnold is and yeah Arnold and Cameron together, but and I think the people enjoyed themselves, but I don't think they wanted any more. 
The premise isn't bad, though, right? Moving forward, what would you do? You have Harry and Helen. They're both in on it. You know, all the side characters, all their adventures. And the premise things. isn't bad. And Ruggs is right. Like, Arnold is really trying. But it's it's almost similar to Stallone in Tango and Cash, ah. where the, the, the guy is kind of miscast. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he, Schwarzenegger's playing. He's supposed to be like a, a spy slash in real in 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 his fake life a, a believable software salesman that's interesting you say that because i have some news here is well first of all they did want to make a sequel right there was discussions in 1997 they were trying to get everybody back together everybody was busy and then 911 happens right and arnold a few years later becomes governor of california Mm. So that obviously delays it. But the 9-11 thing, they felt like we can't have terrorists be funny anymore. It's no. just not the time for it, right? So had they done a sequel before 9-11, maybe it would have it worked. Maybe it would have fizzled out. It would be, you know, based they, on They definitely was. portray the terrorists in a like less, less than menacing manner and yes, more of a incompetence. goofy. Yes. Yeah, like the, like the freaking quack doctor. Oh, it's yes. like straight out of yeah. like Bride of Frankenstein or some shit. I mean, like, what the fuck was that? I mean, even at the time, you can imagine a lot of Arab Americans were kind of upset at the fucking stereotype representation. But but it was the 90s when every bad guy was the Arab terrorist, right? It was just the thing. They had replaced was, the fucking it, Russians it, from the 80s. It was the 90s where they were all they was t- terrorists and yeah, the Arabs 80, or Russians. The 80s was communist, the uh, 90s was Arab terrorists. That's just how, that's how they roll. That's how the script was written. Or the right. world. There was also a video game put out for Super Nintendo Entertainment System, <laughs> Sega Genesis, Game Gear, and Game Boy. Had like kind of a side scroller, True Lies game. Now, and another thing that yeah. occurred to me watching this now, yeah. I was like, why is this movie called True Lies? And then I realized, oh, Everybody. it's because he's lying. Everybody's lying. Life. She's lying. Simon's lying. You know, it's like everybody's trying to sell the lies as true. I get it. It's a clever title, I guess. It it's catchy. I it's, mean, you, yeah. you remember it. Yeah, it always helps if it's two words. Um, so here's what I discovered. There is a True Lies television show coming what? to CBS. Yes. February 23rd. I have a link to the trailer. It, yeah, I see this. This is executive produced by James Cameron. And the characters of Helen and Harry Tasker are in this. So Helen is being played by Ginger Gonzaga, who we just saw in She-Hulk as the best friend. Now, to your point, Anthony, Harry is being played by some guy. I don't know where the fuck. This is the most generic looking dude, Steve Howie. Hey, he's from uh, that. Uh, he's show. been in. Uh, he was. What is it? Be, not, not known for anything, but he was in Day Shift. Most re- he's in Shameless. I'm, oh, I'm he was in Shameless. Okay. So Th- this looks like it's terrible. This does not look good. The trailer shows you if it's the first episode, like they go through the whole movie. They do the same bit. It's the same bits where she doesn't know and she finds out. This guy they shouldn't even call this true. Li- I mean, this is just something else. I mean, it's just the same thing, but you don't even need to make it call it true. It's, lies. James, it's James Cameron is 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 pretty. He wanted to, he put his name on this. I, I yeah, but he's put his name on those bad Terminator movies. Yeah, he did. That doesn't mean anything. this is network TV. This does not. Even though I love Quantum Leap, that's on NBC right now. This does not look good. I don't know. He is more of a spy, like blend in generic looking type. But I, I was like, I, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I'll put a link in the description, listener, if you want to watch. 
season oh, one this trailer. Is, this is this looks horrible. Yeah, it does not look good. It's CBS. <laughs> it's network CBS. But I was like, what the fuck? They're making this and there's already a trailer. It's coming out in February. So we'll see. We'll see if this catches on in the senior crowd. Like who watches CBS? Fucking yeah, senior citizens still? I don't it's, know. It's an odd choice. But because I, I feel like if you like look back at the like, True Lies is a is I think is a is a solid film. Yeah. But does like even when you compare True Lies to some of the other '90s movies and '80s movies we discussed, like like in terms of its legacy, do people think of True Lies as like one of the movies that you you know one of the no, first? No, it's right? forgettable. Like yeah. even other Cameron movies compared to that, it's kind of not. In the- it's strange because it's 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 a solid film. It is there is gr- good action? There's fun. There's comedy. Got some sexiness, but. Like no one ever is like, oh, True Lies. That's well because there's so the many movies that are like buddy buddy, you know, f- funny action movies, and mm. so this kind of gets lost in the. But mix. I feel like it inspired a couple of things we are seeing in newer action movies. You know, I got like the bathroom scene, the fucking horse scene, like they just did that in John. Wick. It's Cameron, yeah, yeah, John Wick Mission Impossible. Anthony, that's a good segue. Give us your final thoughts. Rate the movie. And I don't know. I was thinking if you want to rank it among Cameron movies or Schwarzenegger movies, whatever comes. Oh, jeez. Having watched this, I it just confirmed that Schwarzenegger's comedy or action style always was a little bit of comedy. He always liked throwing in the, the comedy and the one liners. It hardly ever, other than like Predator, was like straight or like some of the Terminator films was straight up action. Like Schwartz, Schwarzenegger had the comedy tinge, whereas Stallone wasn't as much of the comedy tinge um but as far as rating this movie i would go seven out of ten i don't think it's the greatest movie ever but it's it's unique enough with the whole subplot just taking over the movie that i'm like what the hell is this but it's actually kind of like it makes it different and there are really good action set pieces I don't know where I'd rank it with. I, I to be honest, I kind of like the '80s Schwarzenegger movies better ah, than this one. Interesting, okay. Than this one specifically, yeah. Um, yeah, I can see Cameron that. Cameron movies, I would say this was out of all the ones I've seen: Terminator, Terminator Two, Avatar, Aliens. Titanic. What's that? Aliens. Aliens. Like this is last for me. Yeah, yeah. Out of all the Cameron, Cameron's done better. I would say even like Titanic better than True Lies, but it's still a good film. Like it's still solid. It doesn't make a ton of sense, and it's. I think it's the laziest writing that Cameron's ever had in the yeah. movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's like supposed to be meta or not, but it's real damn lazy. Yeah, I mean, it almost becomes a parody of action movies. Oh yeah, right, a little bit, it, a little bit. Yeah, and you're not sure. Totally, you know, and you know, the middle section is kind of a waste, but I enjoyed it. I will give this movie seven and a half. I find it entertaining. Yes, it has its problematic parts, but the action fucking holds up. But also, I agree with you. It's not one of Cameron's better movies. All those, the movies he's made before are better. This would be towards the bottom. Yeah, the only one I haven't seen is what, Piranha? Oh, he did Piranha. I forgot about Piranha. Have you seen The Abyss? Or The Abyss, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, The Abyss is very good, too. So, Um, And as far as Schwarzenegger, I can see how some of the the, the 80s movies are better. I kind of, I don't know, I kind of, he's kind of warm and endearing in this a little bit. I don't mind him. Uh, even though he is miscast, yeah, he's I feel not like bad. he's still a star. He's still a movie. star. He still has. Yeah. I feel like it's not the best casting for this role, but I feel like he tried his best. But I still wonder what it would be like with a different actor. 
So uh, well, I'm going to give it a seven. Well, you'll see that on the TV version. Who who would you have, if you could sub in a oh. 90s action star, who would you have subbed oh, in? Oh, man. You need a James. Bruce Willis. Really? Yeah, Bruce Willis would be good. A James Bruce, Bond This type. is right in Bruce Willis's wheelhouse. Would, yeah. Yeah. Every man joking around, like the one-liners. Or Mel Gibson. You. Oh, yeah. What about Nicolas Cage? Oh, Nick God. Cage would have been great, too. <laughs> but Dolphin, this is not good. No, 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 he's too big. Dolph would be worse. Yeah. Oh, that is a good question. Or, hmm. Nick Cage would have been great. Clooney would have been good. Oh, oh Clooney, Clooney or yeah. Kilmer. Kilmer would have been great. Been good. Kilmer would have been really good. Because he could play like a spy kind of guy. I could see that. The thing is, though, any of those other guys, maybe Bruce, but the movie doesn't do as well with any of those other guys. Like, no. Schwarzenegger, this movie made $370 million. You go see it because it's Cameron and Schwarzenegger, right? Like two years after Tita- uh, Terminator 2, right? What if it was Michael Keaton? Oh, wow. Michael Keaton would be great. He, well, yeah. He could do some he of the action. Really I was thinking, you know, you know, I was thinking if Keaton was the, the other guy. It was the bad Tom guy? Arnold. Tom Arnold. Oh, oh, he would be good as Gib. Imagine See, you had Bruce Willis, the two receding hairline dudes, <laughs> Keaton and Willis. But that you know, dude, and, when Tom Arnold is hiding behind the pole and Aziz can't shoot him, and then he checks his body and his crotch, and like that's, that's great. hilarious. Like it was very funny. It was a very perfect '90s Tom Arnold role. Like I, he's usually he's very annoying and everything. He he he. I'll admit he gets a little to me. He grates on me a little bit towards the end of this movie, but uh, you know. What if Tom Arnold was played by Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, 90s Downey was a nobody wanted. He was a wild man. No, that would have been that would have been interesting. Yeah, it'd be fun. It is fun. The the, the mental game of recasting yeah. some of these movies with other 90s people is is fun. I also love when Tom Arnold is listening to Simon. And he's like, I'm beginning to like this guy. And then Harry looks at him. He goes, but of course, we got to kill him. Of course, we're going to kill him. <laughs> How do you guys think it'll do in the tourney? I think it's got a good shot. It's got legs. Yeah, it's got it's legs. Have legs. If you're putting up action, action the, beats out of 32 movies. Yeah, it's it in- depends on what it goes up against. Yeah. To be honest with you, we have two Cameron Schwarzenegger movies in this. Right. It. So I think it goes far. I mean, I think these. There's only two Schwarzenegger movies in the whole thing, and that's them. T two and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I may go far. There's a lot of money, a lot of you know, a lot of good stuff. If it's work. up against Seagal, you know, it's well, gonna yeah, win. it's gonna <laughs> fucking no chance any of those other these movies. So, all right, fun stuff, great time looking back at another '90s action movie. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, does that hurt your voice? I'm glad you could still do that in gruff boy voice. My butthole doesn't oh, hurt. Oh, that's true. Your butthole isn't hoarse. Um, yeah, it's full-throated. I got one thing in News from the Nation. Uh, we can discuss uh, our admin, John Bellotti Jr., posted this article from comicbookmovie.com with the headline, Marvel Studios reportedly making major changes to phases five and six as they return to quality. Over quantity. Uh, here's basically the gist is this. If you haven't heard, Bob Iger back at Disney as CEO. He was the quality guy. They fired Bob Chapek, who was the quantity guy and profits driven guy. Uh, so the big question is, how will this affect the MCU moving forward? 
when we saw all the shit come out in phase four. So according to the, what do you want to call this website? The cosmic circus, you know, it's one of those. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a dubious article for sure. I think there, there's some truth to it, but I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if it's as like, I think it's just taking what a lot of people are saying and writing it as true, right, but there, you know, it's a conversation starter. It is. There's no sources. It's insiders. Some of the the quotes from the site say, quote, Marvel Studios is reevaluating its release lineup for phases five and six that they are aware. Phase four took a dip in quality. Uh, another source said you should, quote, expect shifts in release schedules for some projects, changes in media formats for others, and in the most extreme and unlikely of cases, a postponement or outright cancellation of a project that would not be suited towards the overall story of the multiverse saga. I said last week I could see Bob Iger saying, make more special presentations, turn these things into special presentations, like Agatha, House of Darkness or Coven or whatever. That could be a special presentation. That does that does not need to be a TV show. Don't believe the hype. What do you think saying. about these these uh, this talk? And is there if there's any truth to it, or do you think it's right? Look, uh, guess what? If you haven't been paying attention, Disney's been doing a lot of changes and going back and forth and stopping things. Blade being one of them, postponing things. They're doing that regardless. They're doing that regardless. Nothing's going to change overnight. Like, quality's back. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, this is just PR. It's terrible PR, but, like, whatever. They need to do something to get people have confidence after this bad last quarter. So, they're, you know, the, this is what's out there. They're trying to get everyone on the, to believe that because they switched to Bob Iger, everything's going to be Great, but it's going to be more of the same. I, I think the changes are going to be negligible. Like not, they're not, not going to be quick. Can't be this. No, quick. yeah. They got first of all, they got all of Phase Six planned out already. Like I, when I hear that Agatha Harkness is canceled, then maybe I'll I'll be like, all right, they're doing something because no one wants that show, and they're making they're making Echo. No one wants that. Should that. Be special it's, presentation also. Like uh, so. They're already making it, so it's like not that that's still going to be dog shit. They're already making these dog shit shows, so like, why are they sitting there trying to tell us that we're going to get quality back? Like, they already already making these these because if they make less of them, they can focus on the other ones, make them better. Okay, Uh, I don't know, Anthony. What do you think of the veracity and the quality? Has the quality dipped? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's that's clear. There's just I think. the stat was in the first three phases, it was 23 projects. And this last phase, it was 17 projects or something like yeah, that. Yeah, in, in, sh- in a short time. You know, versus 23 and 10 yeah. years. So, you know, of course, the quality is going to dip because Fahey and, you know, he's stretched thin. And, you know, when you're, when you're trying to cram in that much stuff um, in a short amount of time, you're probably not vetting the writers and directors as as you normally would. And they also jumped into TV and had to create all of a sudden they were a movie studio making TV shows. So, you know, of, of course it all, it all kind of helped dip, not to say that there wasn't stuff that I really enjoyed, but there's definitely was a little bit of a dip in quality. They were experimenting a lot, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the, the stuff they already have planned. I don't think they're going to cancel that, but uh, the things that I haven't maybe started pre-production, maybe they'll, you know, reevaluate if it's good for TV or if it should be a special or 
you know, I liked I liked the move a couple months back when we heard that Armor Wars was going to be a movie. Right. I thought, yeah, that was nice to see. Right. Like if you don't force something to be a TV show, yeah. if it doesn't have to be a TV show. And I like the direction with some of the specials. So um, I'm waiting to see. I, they have to acknowledge the fact that fans weren't happy generally with a lot of the stuff that was going on. So. So we'll see how it goes. On that um, podcast, The Town, that's on Spotify, that he had uh, MCU producer Nate Moore on, and he talked about Armor Wars and said basically the ideas they had were getting so big that it, like uh, budget-wise, they couldn't do it in a TV show anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why they decided, and they're like, we can pivot, we can do that, we have that flexibility. I also hope they convert some of these things, maybe because the special presentations have been great so far. It's a great medium, a little one-shot medium. I feel bad for the visual effects team in this last Phase 4 because they had to pump out fucking She-Hulk, a show with a lead fucking CGI character. That had to be just insane for them. And we saw the results, right? That's taken a little dip. But as far as the quality, I have some comments from our listeners from the Facebook group about this at this article. Blake Braden just says good that they're reevaluating. Joe Henry says, Marvel, we used to have good writers. Sorry. Scott Swangueram has a different opinion. He says, I have no issues with their quality, quote unquote, and puts the hands up emoji. So not everybody feels this way. And then Daryl K says, I'd love to see this happen, but the internet is full of speculative opinion pieces like this. So I remain skeptical. Smart to remain skeptical. So let's quickly stay on the positive side of things. Can we mention a couple of good things that came out of phase four? Because there are. You mentioned some in your Patreon retrospective, Anthony. Yes. But I want to just put some down right now, starting with we got three Spider-Man. That was amazing. It was fan service. But it was, it was great. But it was fan service built into the story, and it left Peter Parker in the Spider-Man that I wanted from the beginning. What, one, of the, uh, one of the best experiences I've ever had in a movie theater. And I mean, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin was amazing. It was a great. He killed it. Yeah. Uh, Rugs, what else was good out of Phase Four for you? Nothing. Come on, there was um, something. No, oh, Shang Chi was okay. Um, I like that. Um, what else? Uh, I like Moon Knight a little bit. I like the Moon Knight. Uh, not everything, but like I, I liked aspects of it. Um, what else did I like? Anything else? Loki. Loki was fun. Shang Chi yeah. and Miss Marvel, in terms of representation, are huge, and they're both great characters. So. Rugs didn't like Miss Marvel, but I know you did. I yeah. I, I liked Miss Marvel for the most part. I didn't like the the turn it took in the middle, but I liked Miss Marvel. I would say, um, yes, yeah, I agree. Shang Chi, I thought was very solid film, very good introduction. No Way Home, like we talked about. I think Wakanda Forever is a very solid film. That's a good one. I'd like to uh, WandaVision for yep eight or whatever nine eight out of the nine weeks was absolutely riveting yep. television. Yep. Yeah, and then there's some stuff like here and there, like little things. I, you know, like I talked about my retrospective. There's a little good things I could pick out of some stuff. We got Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. That's huge. That was fun. That's nice to have him back. And Madison. What about Madison? She gets a special presentation. Come on. <laughs> Give Madison. I'd watch that shit. Her and Wong hanging out. Maybe Wong gets a special presentation. I thought Wong had some good <laughs> shit. This in Facebook. Wongers. Werewolf by Night. Oh, yeah. Guardians Man of the thing. Holly special both? were both. Yeah. Well, the specials were both good. So, I mean, yes, and they also had, you know, two of their lowest uh, Rotten Tomatoes rated movies come out. Was it Thor and Eternals? Yeah, unfortunately. So, it is a mixed bag. 
But maybe they don't need to put. Maybe it's a little too much. Maybe it's focused down a little. What you would hope is they this uh, this phase even before it came out. I said this is their experimentation phase. Right. So they had a whole two years to experiment with TV shows and movies and really pushing with different genres within the TV exp- you know, the superhero experience. So you'd hope they've looked at this and go, you know, the stuff we have planned, we have planned, but the stuff that's not in pre-production, we can learn from this and you know lean in a certain way and not repeat some of these mistakes. If they made 17, said they made for 17 different pieces for this phase. Yeah. yeah. And we've already shit on them like seven of them. 19 so like half actually. Of them, yeah. 19. Wow. They're like That's almost crazy. half of them are bad. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The TV shows you would have thought, and I know there was COVID and production delays. You would have thought they would have gotten better as they figured it out. It didn't exactly. Well, the thing happen. is, that when you're making TV, you don't know. They were all probably filming, yeah. You know, concurrently. Like it's tough. It's tough to. It's tough to watch WandaVision and you're filming uh, Miss Marvel, let's say, or Moon Knight, and be like, oh, we got to adjust this now. Like it, that's that's a tough call. Yeah, TV production is quite a different beast. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You, you won't see what they've learned until like maybe two, three years after. Right, right. With the with these newer projects. Speaking of Blade, real quick side note: we never mentioned this, but Blade does have a new director and writer. I saw that. Yeah, I think we talked. We about talked it. about, we talked about it. it. No, we talked about it on the uh, Discord. Uh, oh, one. did we? Yes, you weren't there. Did we talk about this? Anyways, Jan. No, I thought we talked about it on the show. I didn't think no. so. Jan Demange, who's directed episodes of Lovecraft Country is uh, the new director, and there is a new script by this guy, Michael Starbury, who wrote on the Ava DuVernay show, When They See Us. So both things, Lovecraft Country and When They See Us, both are amazing television quality, but it's television. So we'll see how they handle... He, I mean, the Lovecraft Country kind of had like a horror vibe to it. So, uh, yeah. Does this? Uh, what, what do you think about that, Anthony? Is it good or bad? I guess it, you can't. Uh-huh. I mean, there's no way to know. Yeah, it's tough for me to. I mean, I saw the first episode of Lovecraft. I like when they see us. I mean, judging off that, it's sounds like it's going to be good. But I just want if when if and when Blade comes out, you know, I want them to have a movie that is very well done action because yeah. that's the tone, that's the precedent set by Wesley Snipes and his Blade. Action horror. Action horror. Action horror. All right. Let's finish up with some what are we watching? Now, I know this is everybody's been waiting for me to say that I have finally checked out my man, Kumail Nanjani, in his tour de force acting role (laughs) as the founder of Chippendales in the show called Chippendales on Hulu. Oh, shit. Yes, it's out. I've watched the first three episodes. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Kumail, first of all, acting his ass off. <laughs> he is. He's yelling at people. He's being serious. He's not all goofy. Uh, he's trying to put some range in there. But the story itself is kind of it's kind of like winning time. It's not as good as winning time, but it reminded me of that the way these the series of events unfold to where because originally this Indian dude came to America, wanted to open he opens a backgammon club. With a completely different name, and it eventually turns into male strippers at Call Chippendales, and they they show you how this happens in the first couple episodes. Juliette Lewis is also in it; she's great, also great in Yellow Jackets. I like the show. I'm going to stick with it. There's a lot of male stripping. Be warned. 
That's why you watch. No, it's like sleazy. It's like, <laughs> but it's like seventies male strippers. You know what they look like? They got long, greasy hair, mustaches. Very hairy. It's very. There's something about them. Uh, but I would recommend this. Absolutely, it's great. It's a great show. Crazy shit happens in the first episode. It moves pretty good. Dude, come on. He might get. A, he might get an Emmy nomination. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um. So it's, it's surprising that it took this long for you to. Uh, find yeah. Well, it just came out like two weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh shit, this show came out. I gotta watch this. I will be watching." Anthony, you watch anything interesting? No, I gotta. I gotta start cranking out movies though yeah. to get prepped for the twenty sixth or uh, whatever date that we have planned for the nineties. Uh, so. I almost feel even, ready. even though I'm the host, I still <laughs> I still feel obligated. Not obligated. I've. I want to see all the movies before. I got a couple more. I feel I hear you guys debate. Them. I hear. I feel very ready. I want to watch a couple more. How many more are you gonna? You want to? You want to get in before that? Oh, I think I have to watch like four or five more. I, okay. I know I have to watch Bellotti's favorite Navy Seals. Yeah, I've not watched that yet. I gotta get to that. Total one. Recall. I have to watch I wanna, Mission Impossible. I, I saw that. I might have to rewatch Air Force One. Okay, I might have to rewatch that. That's again. It's yeah. It's, oh, that it's daughter that does badass things. Yeah, another daughter, yeah, another, another daughter. You got Gary Oldman yeah, being a Russian yeah, terrorist. Great. I think Gary Oldman's a villain in two of the movies that were oh, in the 90s. Oh, nice. Get about. off my plane. Get, get off my plane. <laughs> you have a young, actual young Harrison Ford. He's not DH'd. He is young. No. How he, old is he? In he's that? probably young. He's 50s in that fucking movie, right? He's got to be. If he's 80, yeah, he's, he's like 80 now. So, yeah. We got, we got uh, just for what it's worth, we've got two Gary Oldman villain movies in the tournament from the same year. Wow! And to, Can you guess them? Uh, well, Air well, I said one. Air Force One. The other one is shit. I don't remember. Rugs? Any guesses, or should I say it? No, go ahead. The Fifth Element. Oh, oh that's shit, right. You're right. Golden, Golden, come here. Wow. Dallas Multipass. 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 That's right. He's got a crazy outfit, and he is a crazy. Oh yeah, he's got a weird fucking outfit. Dude, my favorite Gary Oldman role got to be True Romance as the pimp. Come on, Drexel. Drexel. He amazing. loves playing the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's good. he's good at it, and he's good as 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 Gordon in Gotham. He's good as Gordon too. Um, Rugs, you next. What's one thing you watched? Oh, I watched everything. <laughs> I watched <laughs> name me Wednesday Adams show. Okay, how many episodes? I think uh, three. What do you think? Um. It's okay. It's all right, right? You know what? You think it, I don't love it. Did the mystery hook you enough to watch the whole thing? Because that's what kept me going was like their little murder mystery. I was like, I gotta, I gotta find out what the fuck happened. Wednesday is uh, <laughs> Wednesday. It, it just doesn't quite work for me. It, it's fine and it's enjoyable, but I'm not really hooked into it at this point. I'm watching it. I, I don't think it's shit or anything. I just, it's not really. I don't, know, I, I don't know. Just something doesn't work for me. I feel, I feel like it's. I don't believe the actress is Wednesday Adams. I thought she all. was really good though, the, and she's really good in the role. Maybe it's not. Maybe Wednesday. she grows into it. Yeah. Maybe she grows into it more, but I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like it's. There's no thought behind. She's just like kind of like vomiting out these words, and there's no. Doesn't seem like there's any kind of. Like Christina Ricci was way better, I think, in a lot of she ways. She was really but, um, good. Yes, she's in the show too, which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's just that's very strange. But um, so I saw that. I watched the Uncharted movie. That's also on Netflix with the Tom Holland. That's and, also and on Marky Net- Mark. 
is dumbest movie I've ever so seen. So every time I put on Netflix, I'm like, oh, I should watch this. And then I just go, nah, I'm not going to watch this. So it's so dumb. Bad. It's Isn't in, bad fun. It's entertaining, yeah. but it's dumb. Like, like it's so like unintelligent and <laughs> wow. dumb. And like, like they put things in obvious places where like anyone would say, they're like, they literally at the end of the movie, they, they, they have like this hidden pirate ship that's like supposedly hidden, but it's like anybody would have found this. Like any person <laughs> would have found this if they it's like it's like a big hole it's in the right side there. of an island. Yes. It, and it's, it's barely hidden. And like I don't know. I just feel like I'm like, this is so fucking implausible. Then like one of the main uh one of the main things is right underneath a city in an obvious place. And like at one point they're talking to each other through a storm drain. Like no one thought in a thousand years to go, hey, what's under what's in this storm drain? Nobody, not one person. I'm like, get the fuck How's out the of here. How's the action, though? Does it look like the game? Is it fun? Yeah, in parts it is right. like would that. You recommend, yeah, would you recommend it? If you want to watch something really fucking stupid, yeah, watch okay. it. It's a good um, brain off movie. Yeah. And then the other movie I watched was Troll, the new Troll movie that's on. Not like the one that sings, like the, you know, the big monster. It's a monster movie. Troll, it's this is on Scandinavian Netflix? Scandinavian monster movie. Yeah, it's all right. It's like very basic. But I mean, the effects are okay. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, another thing on Netflix. <laughs> oh, Troll has this like big rock monster looking thing, huh? That's all I have to say about that. Uh, there's another yeah. another great thing you can watch on Netflix. They uh, Bullet Train. I want to watch that. It yeah, just came out on Netflix. It was it was in the theater earlier this year. I was like, holy shit, Bullet Train. This is a movie directed by David Leach. Was it good? Uh, you know what? It is entertaining. It's stylish. The action is is very dynamic. I just think it's long and like. You know how the movies in the 90s, things were a little more like straightforward. They didn't convolute things in the story. They kind of convolute. It gets a little convoluted unnecessarily. Uh, but there's some great fight scenes and close quarters, some good fucking action scenes. Uh, Brad Pitt is fun to watch. We also have uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Hiroyuki Sanada, Michael Shannon, Bad Bunny is in this. So it's it's. It, it's a lot. It reminds me of, like Edgar Wright meets Quentin Tarantino meets Robert Rodriguez. They do a lot of flashbacks. Uh, to show you these characters on the train that are all searching for this briefcase in Japan, and the visuals are great. I was I was thoroughly entertained. I just thought it was a little long and convoluted unnecessarily. They could have tightened that up, but so, okay, yeah, I want to check it yeah, out. Some incredible, implausible action and some yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I was excited. I gotta watch that. I'm actually psyched to watch that. Uh, I'm still watching Tulsa King, a Stallone show on Paramount Plus. It's decent. It's not like anything groundbreaking. It's but it's whatever. It is what it is. It's I would say it's like a B on a you know a scale of one to ten of a show. It's probably like what like a six and a half. Are you enjoying Stallone though? In this, he's he's got some fun shit to do. I like when he like punches guys for no reason. Yeah, he's he's very aggro. There is you know he muscles into a dispensary and there's a whole sequence where he gets high by accident. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and he just does old man things like he doesn't understand society anymore. He's like, "What's with these pronouns? What's good?" He's like, "Every camera, every phone is a camera." What the fuck happened while I was in jail? It's kind of hilarious. You could be kind of politically incorrect and get away with it. Yeah, uh, but it is very like cliche gangster, right? Kind of like just generic gangster stuff. 
Yeah, it's pretty generic in a lot of ways, but it's still kind of fun to watch him anyway. I but. think he's alone. Like, that's the only reason to watch is it's fun watching him. Some of the characters are fun. See, it's whatever. I don't race home. Yeah. To watch it. Catch up on it. When I can. All right. It's very basic. It is basic, yeah. but it's good to see Stallone being a gangster. Smack, right. Smacking people around. Uh, okay, that's it for this week, everybody. Rugs, where can the listener find you? Are you still on Twitter? Yeah, I'm waiting for the new Twitter drop from Elon. <laughs> Some eight. Dropping news now. What is it called? The Twitter files? Is, is that what that? What is that? I don't know. I'm waiting for fucking... Aliens and shit to be the I don't oh, know that's we'll find out Sasquatch I don't know Sasquatch <laughs> <laughs> fucking Loch Sasquatch Loch Ness monsters over there they're on Twitter yeah the Loch Ness monster fucking chupacabras I don't know we're gonna find all kinds of shit he's gonna release all the files <laughs> okay oh the Twitter files yeah uh, that's at really Rugboy for if you can follow him you can follow us at Jock and Nerdcast uh, share this show listener that's the most important and helpful thing you could do. To help us out, thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll be next time. I really don't give a shit. He doesn't. I want your head up when I throw my fist in the air. Did you hear what they're calling the Kanye now? My balls are hot. What? No. Yadolf. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jock and Nerd. <laughs>